Hi, this is Jen, and this is Paranormal.Chat Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's up? How's it going? And uh, thanks for coming back. It's going to be our 28th episode. We're going to be talking about Diatlov Pass. And just, again, thanks for listening in. We've kind of been MIA for a while. Have we? Have we? Oh, we just, we took a weekend off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh, so before we, uh, wait, we, we got lost in one of those interdimensional uh, yeah. Sasquatch portals. Oh yeah, no shit. Wait, do we, we have a, stories? <laughs> we played a long game of hide and seek with the hide and seek champion. We forgot we, uh, nobody was looking for us. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> no, we actually had people reach out to us. So thank you. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, we did. So thanks, guys, for, for checking in on us. Okay, yeah. so uh, I do have I have a technical gift for my sister. Uh, this is an addition to our podcast. And I wanted to do this to see her squeal. So this may be a great or horrible addition. <laughs> Please let us know. We, we, we like oh, the info. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to describe what this is. So it's a little soundboard. It's... It fits in my hand, and there are different. There's six different Owen Wilson pictures of his head, and they are all different wows. Fun so, fact: This is why we've been away for so long. We've wait. been developing the technology for this, uh, putting it together ourselves, kind of like a Tony Stark Iron Man. We learned to program just for this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, are we ready? Wait, wait, wait! Christen it. Let's see if it works first. Okay. Oh no! no. 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 Oh, it's okay. Wait, wait, wait. Do it now. Okay, okay try again. Wow. No. Wow. Oh, no. All of our studying gone to waste. For nothing. <laughs> It's okay. God, we should have gone with a little plan to kidnap Ryan <laughs> Wilson. Oh my God. And hold can him you at imagine? Will. <laughs> just like, just slap him. Do the wow. <laughs> like the, the shrug. Wow. Oh. There you go. Oh. All right, Owen, listen, you get to roam free. <laughs> <laughs> Home address. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <gasps> That's my favorite one. Wait, do the kitty cat one. Which one's the kitty? Oh. Wow. What? No, 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 no. That's not the one. Uh, that one. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, wait. Wow. That one's my favorite. All right, guys. Wow. I'm glad you guys uh, have been the with podcast. us Thanks. so far. <laughs> Thanks um, for coming. <laughs> Owen Wilson, if you're out there, you're safe, okay? I'm not going to kidnap you anymore. We or, got this working. Or you can help us out and give us a genuine wow. Wow. <laughs> so please don't kidnap me, guys. <laughs> I'll send you... <laughs> Send me voices. <laughs> I know we should. What is that thing where you could pay celebrities to make? Oh, voice? cameo. Yeah, you <laughs> should do a cameo. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry, we got uh distracted with Owen Wilson. Okay. So, uh, anywho, uh, hmm? quick uh, little thing for me. Uh, shout out to my boy Vince from work. Okay. Always listening to us on multiple runs, constantly. Wow. Yeah. How so, many uh, times can he get through twenty-seven episodes? <laughs> You'd be surprised. You know, we drive a lot, so. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So um, let's get some stuff in order. Um, so you can find us on a, a bunch of different social medias. Not all of them because I don't understand all of them. Yeah. We stopped our OnlyFans because it was just getting really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I um, ran out of lotion. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> Anywho, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's paranormal.chat. Make sure you do the dot. It's very important. You can find us on Instagram also at paranormal or let me, yeah, paranormal.chat. And then you can email us your story uh, at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, give us good ratings. I know we've been uh, missing, but give us some good ratings so other people can find us. Oh, yeah. We're going to make the promise that we're going to try to be more consistent in the future. No more going into Sasquatch, (laughs) interdimensional portal. You should see my beard from being in that dimension for so long. It is luscious. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, thanks Sasquatch. <laughs> but um, yeah, make sure to rate and subscribe and share us. Uh, definitely helps. So I definitely appreciate yeah, absolutely. we see that. Um, and, and, you know, uh, that's just to say, to, to kind of just just touch a little bit on this, uh, we were growing very well. I mean, I we know. were getting, you know, good and, listens and, and stuff. And then I so. had mental health issues. <laughs> well, I, I think we all did. It was, uh, it was a little bit of everything. We've we've been through the ringer as far yeah. as personal stuff. Everybody, uh, we yeah. had a couple of uh, we we had a personal encounter with, encounter with COVID uh, yeah. right at our doorstep. So yeah, we we've we've uh, just a lot. Like I'm sure all you guys have too. Yeah, yeah. sorry, but it, the fun wasn't there at the time. But we're back and uh, we're a little bit recharged. Can't tell you if we're at a <laughs> hundred, but uh, we're we're at fifty at least. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so spooky updates. So I do have some spooky updates. Oh my god, I'm updates. so glad that we do. <laughs> um, so, so strangely, this was before the school year had ended, right? Uh-huh. And uh, now that I have this new job, so, you know, uh, everybody out there, I know I was the last episode I was working at another place, but I got a new job. So now I got like way more days off. Oh, okay. So I spend most of the day with Logan, which is the littlest one, right? Uh-huh. And uh, we'll be there at the house by ourselves. And we have a two-story house. And uh, it's right there near the kitchen, the stairway. And we will be just, you know, just going about our day. And randomly, Logan will look upstairs and go, Caleb's upstairs. Caleb's upstairs. But he's at school. Mm. And I'll be like, no, he's at school. He's at school. And he'll continuously say, no, he's upstairs. Mm -hmm. And there was one time that I was looking like at him trying to explain like, no, Caleb isn't here because he wants to go up there. Right. And I'll be like, no, he's not here. He's not here. And then he would point real quick and be like, look, he's right there. He's oh, right no, there. No. Oh, no, no. So I, yeah, a, a couple. And this happened quite a bit. Uh, so I would grab him and I'd go upstairs. And again, I, I'm not the the. I'm open to an experience, but I've yet to have one. Mm -hmm. So when I went up there, I didn't feel anything strange. There was no cold air. I didn't get no goosebumps. I didn't get hair standing. You didn't get the Zach Baggins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just to attest to it, uh, I've spent a little time with this uh, exceptional young man. And it is true. If he is pointing at something, it's usually because it's either there. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He doesn't really fit. He's such an articulate baby. Yeah. So uh, if you're thinking maybe it's some kind of baby babble out there. No, no. Like if we've. He's yeah. uh, called us out on our messy uh, oh, living yeah. room before. So, <laughs> God. Yeah. God. Thanks. He's but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, that's happened on multiple occasions. And, um, it, you know, it's funny because it's when we started doing this podcast that the baby started seeing something. Uh, Logan, I mean, Mason has woken up in the middle of the night because he's had nightmares. I don't know if it's something that 
I, I guess within the paranormal community could be explained like as in something's radiating from me mm-hmm. and affecting them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I could see how possibly something has affected them because Mason doesn't wake up. Well, prior to this, uh-huh. he's never woken up with nightmares or anything, scared, startled oh or God. whatever. But he'd come downstairs and he'd be like, can I sleep with y'all? Can I sleep with y'all? Uh, that's, you know, that's a very good point that you point out, too, because mm-hmm. uh, like, again, going back to my uh, my coworker, he mm-hmm. started listening to the podcast uh, and he's like, I'm not bullshitting you, man. After that, I just started fucking having some weird <laughs> stuff happen after listening to certain episodes yeah yeah and and you know i i guess that could be like a a a testament to i don't want to use it because it kind of sounds cheesy but like maybe listening to someone else discuss it awakens something in yourself Mm -hmm. that opens yourself up to new experiences that possibly like your friend i mean maybe these things were always there but he never noticed them before yeah you know what i mean until he he kind of started listening and maybe even uh, developed his own perceptions of what what may have happened in the things that we were talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, he's a very perceptive young man. So for him to tell me that stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I believe you. Yeah, I'm I'm never gonna criticize anybody else's experience on what they do. I may question it because that's just the nature of who yeah, I am. Of course, but I'll never question anybody's experience. If they say they saw something, then I don't doubt that they saw something. I just want the details of what you saw. <laughs> just wanted that D. Yeah. Ooh, no. Damn. Yeah. I'm all like, yeah, no. <laughs> the details. That, wow. That's our I ne- think I that's think our next just, shirt. Yeah, I think you just found our paranormal chat. We just want the D. Tails. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm, god. I'm gold, man. I'm like a. I'm like the golden goose of these things. Oh I just keep spitting them out. I, I don't remember what the other one was. Pre- yeah. Wow. <laughs> What the other one was previously, but I know I was on the road <laughs> with the with these before uh, we went into, mm-hmm. you know, Sasquatch Fairyland. Uh-huh. So anything else you would like to share? Uh, I'm sure there's because it, it what it's been like two, three months since yeah. we've done this. So I, I'm sure now that I'm going to be getting back into the study or, mm-hmm. you know, the research and the content. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, I but know. that was the big one that I remembered. Because it even kind of startled me because right away, I thought that there was somebody in the house. Yeah. So I went looking. I grabbed the, the fucking pistol. I'm Southside or something. <laughs> or, well, I feel that that's the same way, too, because, like, I know I've had, like, some weird things that happen that I can't explain. But then I'm just like, oh, I'll just say it next week on the episode. Right, and, like, right. I won't, like burn it in my brain and it's been so long that i'm just like well i know stuff has happened but i don't remember the details yeah yeah um except for the thing that happened this morning with the gate next door that was oh a little yeah weird. that was strange um so that, that happens constantly yeah, so for a while i've or... never noticed that so we have a, a house next door to us that is currently vacant um the owners come by once in a while to do some repairs and uh they they were not there. We were all going inside of our house and we just like saw the gate on their side open and close. But like the wood has like some space in between the wooden slats. So you could see if somebody was there and yeah. nobody was there. My only other thing when I see that happen, because I see it happen like around one in the morning, 12. Oh, when well, I'm, yeah, because you're outside. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's maybe a cat because he's so low oh, that he pushes yeah, himself yeah. through it. Because, I mean, any human being you'd be able to see him coming through or the right, head right right but i'm thinking like it's either 
that I feel like or a leprechaun. <laughs> the gate is too heavy for a cat. Like they, yeah, they well, jump see, and, and that was that was my initial thought. Have, have you seen these cats? Yeah, <laughs> our other neighbor feeds them. I swear well, she well, feeds so that was my beans. initial thought. Right when it happened, uh, right away I started thinking like no wind. Mm-hmm. There was no wind. I mean, this is fucking Texas in the middle of fucking. We're in rainy season. Yeah, we we're in, in uh, Jumanji mode right now. Yeah, I mean, it, don't think like fucking wind and thunder and stuff. No, that's not the way rain works here in fucking Texas. It's hot and steamy fucking rain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty strange, too. So, yeah, that that's kind of <clears throat> the only thing. And then also just like the random noises that I'll hear here. And Sal, I noticed, started hearing stuff, too. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, like, he'll hear, like, sometimes I'll just hear, like, a doorknob, like, jiggle or something. And I'll look. <laughs> and and Sal will just be on mama. I'm like, I oh, don't know, dude. Just ignore it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but that that's really it. And honestly, like, the also, also the only other thing. So, I, I hate to bring it up, but we did lose our aunt who lived next door to us due to covid yeah and um so sal my son was very close not close but like loved to go over because she always had snackies for him and sometimes like he's like adamant like on going over there like really there was one time where he was literally trying to climb the fence to get over there and he's on i'm like no baby like nana's not there Wow, that's yeah. still sad though. Yeah, like he, because he <clears throat> clearly remembers her. Yeah, yeah. And so he he's desperate to go over there sometimes, and I'm just like, she's not there, baby. And like other days, he's just like, whatever. Yeah, you know, and and that's uh, cause what it happened in February. I mean, that could have intensified a lot of experiences that we may have experienced afterwards. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I, that uh, is that that is true. Just me personally uh, speaking. Yeah, that that's yeah, just. Yeah. I know um, Amy said she had an incident happen after that she passed, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but she had said that something weird had happened. I don't know if it was in her room that she passed in or somewhere in the house, but that uh, Amy, I just remember Amy said she had an incident. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but All right. any hoosers, um, I think... Do you have any creepy updates, Justin? Um, just in the, the back room, that's all. That's... Uh... I think it was that one week that I was on call for my job, so I like had zero alcohol in me. Like, <laughs> yeah, he. I was very surprised. Like, I was like, want like zero, none whatsoever. Um, usually it helps me like kind of pass out, you know, so it's where I'm like not waking up for every damn thing. And uh, she had a uh, she had gone to work, and I stayed behind, and I literally remember someone opening the back door closing it and i opened my eyes and i was like what the hell is that so i got my phone and i tried calling her but like my phone does this thing where if it reaches a certain level of battery it just shuts off okay so it wasn't turning back on and i went to go plug it in i got up and i opened the door and there was this limbless man on the floor almost like completely charred and okay. he had like a very um like i, I don't i don't know like a, a excruciating pain kind of face but like yeah, also yeah. telling me not to stay there to just kind of like close the door and i was like what i was like what are you so i 
went to go grab my gun and when I got it, the clip fell down. Oh shit. And the back brace for it kind of just went back. And uh at that point I kind of saw like it levitate all the way to the wall. Oh shit. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. Smile. And then I literally woke up. Oh shit. No, thank you. And uh, (laughs) I woke up and of course she was gone and like, I kid you not, (laughs) I get up, I look around, I'm like, I'm just being a little bitch. And usually (laughs) I have a a giant piece of insulation that I use for customs covering that door. At that time, I don't know if she had gone back there or if I had, but it wasn't covering it. And I literally saw the door handle just jiggle. Oh, just like, I don't know if it was the AC like kicking back in or something, but it literally just went. And I was like, oh, crap. I was like, I'm going to get dressed and head out to work. You're going to be like, I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I literally had like, I think like another hour or two hours, something like that. But yeah, like just remembering it gave me chills because I try to block it out. But yeah, every I time know. I go back there, I literally have the flashback of it being like a nub person. Okay, because he was on his stomach, head up. Oh no! Oh shit! Looking at me, and I saw his like face. in a Shamu pose. This yeah. is not okay. And then it like you know how the wires that on you know, on the movies where you're watching the behind the scenes where the yeah. wires pull them back like literally yeah, it just went, and it hit that back wall, and I was like, oh shit! I'm gonna have nightmares. Huh. Thank you. Yeah, that's why I didn't tell. I told you little <laughs> little bits of it when I called you that morning. Which I don't think you even remember me calling you that morning, right? I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while back. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that into my reality. Yeah. God damn it. First we go into the Sasquatch portal and now this. God wow. damn. It. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Anywho's. Yeah, this is where we're taking this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess let's get into Diatla Pass. So uh, this is something that wait, wait, what, before we go to that. Wouldn't it be cool if at one point he's like a guest star at this? Oh my god, that is, <laughs> it all started with a little with sound a soundboard, board. and then he's just like, "Yeah." What, I, what's your spookiest story, Owen Wilson? <laughs> 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 Write it in. <laughs> Let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. I uh, <laughs> I don't think I will tell him that my favorite Wilson is Patrick though. I don't even know who Patrick Wilson is. He's the he's Ed uh, Warren from oh. All of the Conjurings. Are they related? I believe so, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. It's Patrick Wilson, Owen Wilson, and Luke Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did that one movie together, Bottle Rocket, right? Oh, shit. I, I haven't seen that one. What? It says he is. <laughs> yeah. See, they even all oh, look no, the no, same. No, no, no. Wait, oh. it says R-O. I hate when Google does this, when it's like, I, I put, are Patrick and Owen Wilson brothers, and then it corrected, are Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson brothers? Bitch, I know that. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm very upset with Google. So you know what, Google, like, I, we have Google phones, and that's fine, but like, I, I'm, I said what I said, Google, like, come on. Well, still, uh, Patrick Wilson is my favorite Wilson. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, that was actually pretty good. It sounded like a disapproval. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, also, we are already drinking. They're drinking beer, but I'm drinking my margarita and I'm halfway <laughs> done. So I'm getting a good buzz. With yeah. eight shots in it. Mm. 
<laughs> All right. Tomorrow is a work day. I'm I'm pretty good about it. But anyways, <laughs> I know it's we are work. all functioning, functioning alcoholics. alcoholics. Okay. <laughs> if COVID has taught us anything, is that we can you know we can strive for this. Yeah. We, can, we can get through it together. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Let's go, livers. <laughs> um, anyways, um, or any other recreational things that you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anywho's, so um, so we're talking about the Outlook Pass. Um, this is something that I've been really passionate about since I've heard about it. It's kind of like they've made terrible movies about it that made no absolute sense. Like, but well, I'm sorry, what kind of movies? Because again, I I'm coming in this like you guys. I didn't study in it for any of this. I T- the, yeah. So, so I'm so I'm doing this one a little bit different. So I feel like this is actually a very popular story. Um, really, I feel like it I'm is. on the opposite side of the spectrum if you on give this. Me I don't the movies, think this I can very... agree with you guys. Oh, we watched it. I think it was called like The Devil's Pass or something. No, I if we did, did not pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. Okay, give um, me another one. I I don't remember. Oh. I'm sorry. I've watched very like a lot, a lot of you, a lot of. YouTube videos. Oh, YouTube videos. Okay, so they're not really like cinematic movies. Just no, the, no, no, they they have some yeah. some movies out, but uh, just I, I've not never as many seen as the YouTube. Videos. Is it like like Lifetime horror movies? Like no, that? no, no like, this is so this is set in Cold War era Russia, so not Lifetime quality movies. No, so these are just like, like YouTube. No, no, these are like you know the terrible horror, horror movies, movies that yeah, I love. Yeah, it's those like, like those not even B class. Like they're the, like C class. Like the paranormal entity. Oh, that okay. I fucking love. All right, I get you. <laughs> All right, I understand now. So, yeah. so these are like, we're like. These are like the. They have like borderline like cheesy porn music at some point. Well, so you're actually going to learn that the group really consists of like the cliche group from a horror movie. Well, uh, okay. Like you have the two girls, one of them actually does have a, a relationship with one of the group members in the past. Uh, you have the rich kid, you have. Like you really do have a makeup oh, of a yeah. Like, who of doesn't a... have a rich friend? Come on, guys, <laughs> oh, get with know. the get with the programming. Well, <laughs> anywho, so I'm I'm gonna start it off a little bit um, different. So I'm gonna do like a little bit of a background on this mountain that they. So okay, so here's the the condensed version of so it. So what are we calling it? Though? This is the Diatlov Pass incident. The, D, the what now? Diatlov Pass. The olive or the altive? Diatlov. Yeah. love Okay. Yeah. So this is all in Russian. Yeah. These are all Russian kids. I practiced, by the way. Oh, yeah. And Fuck I was yeah. sober. I had, to, I had to practice on a lot of these. Yeah. So if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry, but I, I tried mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. Texan ass accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It can't be as bad as the Selena Corpus Christi accents that they thought they had. I didn't watch it because oh, I knew I was going to be upset. God. Um, so anywho, so the condensed version is, of this is uh, Nine Hikers Went. Why are you making that face? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm messaging my nose. That's why you're not paying attention. I'm listening. Good to know. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> I'm listening. To we you. all know. So apparently, eye contact in the podcast is very important. Okay, I'm looking at you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking at all of y'all. I'm not looking to the eyes of, of the people out there, I'm not me. Looking at all of y'all directly in the eye when I'm telling you this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. This story is intense. So nine hikers, they were all like early 20s, I would say. Uh, They all uh, decided to hike up. No, 
Don't interrupt me. I just want to say what what era <laughs> and he is still this? Still does. So this, this was set in 1959. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Okay. So I think that should be like an important. Well, it, it, I'm just giving you the condensed. Yeah, version. because I, I mean, a lot. Uh, so a lot of the details, like bonus for the audience, you're going to get somewhat of a history lesson too, because a lot of this is very integral to to the story. Eric's going to have to fill you that in because I didn't do no history. I just feel that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like just adding the year to it makes me think of it as I'm like, oh, well, okay. I mean, because it, it, it is very integral to understanding where these kids were in their life uh-huh. uh, because these were no fuck around kids, uh-huh. as my sister was probably going to state in her little yeah. Especially Russia with a lot of the. Right. The so, uh, I, I mean, I have my little pieces that I have, and I, I guess my sister didn't get too much on it. Uh, she was going to give you a little summary, so I'll let okay, her continue with that. Okay, so it's nine hikers. They're all uh, Russian college students. They're all in their early 20s. They decide that they're going to make this hike. Um, they're supposed to be, uh, they're supposed to go through this hike and then come back, uh, but they never do come back. And finally, uh, the, a search party is sent out, and then they are all found dead, and they are all found uh, dead in mysterious circumstances. Uh, Their tent was found to be ripped open from the inside, and their bodies were all scattered. Uh, Some of them died from hypothermia, and then some of them died from different things that really don't make sense, and nobody really understands how they died. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's why... um, that's why I've always been in, interested in this because yeah. there's so many different theories. There's photographic evidence of uh, what they took pictures of. There were diaries that everybody yeah. very uh, and very detailed diaries yeah. too, because that was uh, again integral to the completion of this. And again, like I said, I'll, I'll explain a little more of why it's so well documented mm-hmm. and why it also adds to the strangeness of the whole uh, story mm-hmm. because they, they still don't know what happened. Uh, to put it in perspective, this is Russia's like the equivalent to our JFK assassination. This is their big story, where it's like what happened, and then all the conspiracy theories are born out of it. And it seems like every like five or ten years, like this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they like they do there yeah. was things. there was just an update on the Diablo yeah, Pass just like yeah two three months ago. Yeah. But, for me, it's it's a little bit. I have a fascination with Russia, so you're telling me that Russians died out of cold is really <laughs> like telling me that Texans died. It out was of sub. Heat. It was yeah. sub zero temperatures. But oh yeah. Anywho's. So uh, again, like I I have like the averages. Like the average temperature in the area was three degrees, and then the lowest that it would drop to was about negative fifty degrees. Yeah, that's it. And but but yeah, just like okay. you're saying, like if you're telling Russians me, like, are used to this. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like you're, if you're telling me like oh, a 20 year old Texan died out of heat, oh, oh yeah. I'm like yeah. a native Texan, I'll be like, well, shit, something is awry. <laughs> Something's rotten in Denmark for sure. Because you know, and tell me it's an elderly or or an adolescent, I'll be like, oh, that's really weird. But mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. even weirder is you're telling me these are teens, <laughs> Russian teens who are. Custom this. And, and and again, so uh, do you have anything about the time period? No, I didn't. Do she told me 1950s, so I'm assuming they're even harder. They're right, nine- and and that and that and that's why I'm saying like this really builds to the story of what happened with these teens because this was set in the Cold War era, and these were sanctioned expeditions by the government yeah. in Russia uh, because at the time there was this transition from Stalin to Khrushchev, and Khrushchev wanted to show a stronger youth at the time uh, compared to the American youth. And uh, he created these things where they had the compa- campaigns to, to, yeah, I remember right. that. And uh, they, because he wanted to move away from like that social oppression that Stalin had really put on uh, Russia at the time during communist Russia. 
And uh, he allowed a lot of like the unbanned or the band stuff to really come in music and all these things like Khrushchev was actually changing. I mean, it really, honestly, if K JFK wasn't assassinated at the time, we actually might have a uh, joint operation to like Mars by now with the Russians because they, they were actually kind of getting buddy buddy at the time. Uh, they were kind of mending stuff. And that's another theory for the JFK. Yeah. Thing. Or well, funny thing. I listened to a lot of Chernobyl stuff also. Mm -hmm. And um, about that, uh, I, I was listening to something recently that said, like the fall of Russia was the the whole nuclear reactor like failing and whatnot. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it, it was it it's was. A, it's one of the biggest things, but it's a it's. There was a domino effect because uh, I mean, so with Khrushchev's, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, his race his, to be a superpower. Yeah, and uh, maintain and a, uh, the superpower. Yeah, remember, exactly. We went through these wars with them, and every country, Germany, they were punished. Mm -hmm. After every world war, mm -hmm. taking resources away from them, military sanctions that they couldn't have certain things, right, right. certain stuff. But you know, they pushed that Axis superpower yeah. thing to and the. It, and it was exactly that. It was after the Nazis were defeated. It was kind of like the the Spider Man meme where it was like, "Hey, you're strong. Hey, you're strong." And that's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was America and Russia being the superpowers of the world, and. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Uh, and, and it was it was a race to geopolitical supremacy, basically. And it was a domino effect during the time because, I mean, there was the first loss with uh, reaching the moon, right? The Americans won there. Uh, there were the small conflicts that each side kind of uh, backed during the time. I mean, this uh, is what the Cold War yeah, was Pigs. about. Yeah, there, there were many things that were going into what was going on right now. That's why Khrushchev didn't want the youth to look so weak. So he set up these or the, the, the government had actually set up these sanctioned extreme tourisms is what they, they were called. Uh, tests of endurance and, you know, intellect and uh, how to how they perform under pressure. So it, it, it was the, these were not. And to mention, they were very impressive. That's why we got yeah, that whole yeah. uh, Rocky Russian uh, stereotype because they, they, it was just so impressive. Yeah, Even yeah. during the Olympics, they really yeah. showed what you know their grit was, mm -hmm, you know, per mm -hmm. se. Uh, so, I mean, these were survival sports for them. Uh, even during the, the time of this uh, hike, they were trying to re – they were all cert cert certified level two. Mm -hmm. which was already hard to achieve. Mm -hmm. And if they were to have completed this, they would have reached the level certification of three, mm -hmm. which would have been the highest of the sport. Like this was at that point. Yeah. At that point, this was, and let's just say it's 1950. So everything's in its infancy. So if you're out there at a level two, that means you don't got this fancy smancy equipment going right. on. So these are, <gasps> they've got even better, harder grit. I just oh yeah, absolutely. And you're going to learn that from, uh, the, characterizations of a lot of these people because I, I see my sister's notes right now and she has some uh details about these individuals and you're going to see that these are not common youth mm -hmm. like these are well-prepared uh experienced hikers for the time uh this would have almost almost been a cakewalk for them and that's what adds to the strangeness of the whole story mm -hmm. so they were uh, definitely equipped to do this uh, yeah like absolutely if you, if you tell me like six San Antonians are going to fiesta and they end up dead. I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's more common. Like, I think that's expected during the time. Yeah, but for them to actually end up. 
and then you tell me they weren't <laughs> drinking. Oh, see, yeah, okay, that, that's. <laughs> but it was at the Donkey Lady Bridge. They somehow ended up there. <laughs> um, God damn it! Why do you always bring him back? You to know the what? Um, so before I get Happy back on come topic, back, everybody. Before I get yeah, before I get back on topic, Mayo, our our little brother Mayo, he sent me a link to a podcast, and it was I don't remember what podcast it was, but it was like tells about uh southern texas or something and one of the fucking stories was about the donkey oh, lady God. and i was just like boy don't be putting this out there you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like it sounds ridiculous coming out of your mouth <laughs> shut your dirty mouth yeah. i'm just like no don't talk about her but anyway <laughs> um okay so gonna get back on track so uh again i'm gonna i'm gonna be say, like telling this a bit differently um i already gave the mini condensed version of the story so it's nine russian hikers they all died in the ural mountains um so before they used to call it dead mountain by the monsi tribe who are natives to that area and they only changed it to diatlov pass just to honor uh diatlov who was the main leader of this group so the group is they guessed that they died between February 1st and 2nd. It was kind of like the early morning type of thing, and they right, didn't expect right. them to really survive for very long after what happened. So basically... Um, well, again, like you said, they they were uh, experienced hikers. So one of the common... I don't know if you have it in your notes, but do you know the rule of three? What? No, I don't. What, what is the rule So, I mean, this is kind of like a, a common knowledge for any survivalist. So you could go... Three weeks without water, three days without food, uh, three weeks. Oh, my God. I'm I'm even messing it up right now. It's basically water. No, no, no. It's three weeks without food, three days without water. Or, oh, yeah. Three days without water and three hours without shelter in extreme conditions. Oh, wow. So that's the rule of three. And it's more of a common thing known amongst uh, survivalists. I just want to so. say the ring lied to me then <laughs> <laughs> because it was like Samara died in the well or something. Yeah, because, like at seven days. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that I, my mind is blown. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't remember the ring? How we'll watch she, it later. How did she die? <laughs> in the well. No, we will not. Clearly. <laughs> Anyways. So, um. So all of these hikers, they all went to the Ural Polytechnical Institute, which is a higher education institute in Russia, and they are more focused on engineering and physics type of education. So these students were fucking smart. They were better at everything yes. than us, basically. And, and and like you said, smart, not just in terms of just being accepted by the school. I mean, a lot of these students were like second, third, fourth year. Yeah. Uh, and they already obtained degrees in these fields and they were continuing their education and i think some of them i i don't think i wrote this down it's been so long since like i wrote the notes and then since we recorded mm -hmm. um that but i think one of them actually already had a job like in this field but he was just doing continuing education i can't remember specifically maybe i'm getting something well i know oh my god i know one of them had experienced an actual nuclear meltdown you know and what, he that, was exposed that's to, the guy that i was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right so, and he was exposed yeah, to was nuclear to say, i mean uh, to radiation got, like, yeah doused with uh not just american radiation but russian radiation which i'm pretty sure is <laughs> way more deadly <laughs> just because 
Russia. So all of these hikers, they're considered 2A. So uh, Eric briefly went over that. So what 2A meant is they've all ascended more than 500 meters, which is about 1,640 feet of a peak between 2,000 and 5,000 meters, which this is... This is ab- above sea level, by the way, so everybody knows, <laughs> which is very difficult. I know the numbers sound kind of yeah. not that impressive, yeah. but... <laughs> so yeah. the uh, the peak, uh, it's about one point one and a quarter to three miles at the height. And it's in rock, snow, or ice with rock pitches up or snow iced sections. So basically, these dudes were just fucking doing it and being crazy badasses and just making us all look terrible. Yeah, and and uh, again, to really stress the level of competency on a lot of uh, on all these these people is not only are they experienced in their own personal hikes. But they have also hiked with each other before. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't a group that, you know, just willy-nilly <clears throat> joined and said, oh, we're all going to go on a hike. No, this was prepared and uh, set up months in advance. Like, the, the leader who the, the past would be named after, I mean, he, he really knew his shit. Yeah, uh, and this was actually supposed to be his last. Yeah, yeah. Which is so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so this trip was supposed to certify them as level three hikers. So I have a quick question though before what? you keep going. So um, okay, so we're saying that I guess I'm learning these facts as you guys are saying it. So mm. these guys apparently, as they say, were not fucking around. Um, yeah. So <laughs> definitely not. Okay, have other people actually <clears throat> done this before yes. them? Oh yeah, with absolutely. no ease, no no glitches. Was there any kind of like that? something else or so this no. is an isolated incident that yes happened. yes that's why it's well so, so uh I, I mean we i'm pretty sure we would get to it later on in the episode but i mean this isn't the only time that this has happened on the past and it's strange because the other times that it's also happened it involved nine hikers yeah, that's again. what i'm saying so it, it's it was actually like a recent one well, yeah that's what i'm saying there's oh yeah that too it's accomplishable it's not impossible oh, no, but yeah and, and a lot that- of these hikes were very accomplishable because, like I said, at the time, I mean, this was sanctioned by the government. This was this was called active rest. Yeah. So, OK, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. just so everybody knows, this isn't like an impossible task. No, it, it's happened. That's why it's no, and, the and actually strange. Even as difficult as this hike was going to be, this was going to be fairly routine for this group. I mean, everybody knew exactly what All they right, were awesome. they were going to need yeah. to do. I just so. feel like. You know, if we're mm-hmm. listening out there, this should be something like, yeah, you know, it, it's routine, but the circumstances of these, that's why it's so strange. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, this is going to be the weird part. So I want to give you the names of our hikers, but I'm also going to give you the their cause of death on their right. official oh. cause of death. Like right up front. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, so okay. as we go through their stories, I want you to keep in mind how they actually... How they meet their end. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So... Um, so are you or, giving them an order or it's just uh, no random? Um, no it's just random okay. so yeah, i'm yeah. gonna so originally there were 10 hikers mm-hmm. um but one of them did leave due to health issues so our first is he still alive uh he did survive and he actually passed away uh i think it was like in the 2000s yeah 2014 uh you know what i have it in my notes i didn't think we were gonna come up to it till later sorry but uh yeah he actually did pass away recently uh not recently like as in the last month but he did pass away like in 2014 
Yeah. It so, was, and he lived to like 76. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to name them off. So Igor Dyatlov, age 23, official cause of death was hypothermia. Yuri Doroshenko, age 21, official cause of death, hypothermia. Lyotmila Dugunina, female, age 20, official cause of death, internal bleeding from severe chest trauma. Georgi Krivonchenko, uh, also known as Yuri, age 23, official cause of death, hypothermia. Alexander Kalavatov, age 24, official cause of death, hypothermia. Zenaida Kalamagrova, uh, female, age 22, official cause of death, hypothermia. Rostam Slobodin, age 23, official cause of death, hypothermia. Nikolai Debo-Brignoles, age 23, official cause of death, fatal skull injury. Semyon Zalatrov, age 38, official cause of death, severe chest trauma. And Yuri Yudin, age 21, he left the expedition on the January 28th. He's the one that had illness. Oh, okay. So yeah. keep that all in mind. Um, did you have any details about the individuals? I don't think I went too deep into to their backgrounds and the rest of the story that I have. Okay. I mean, uh, because all of them, again, I, I think paints a better picture of how really well experienced they were. Uh, so like some of the details that I have with Igor Dyatlov, who the past was you know, going to be future named after because of what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the leader of the group. He was born into an engineering family. In his youth, he built shortwave radios as a hobby. Uh, he also invented the stove that they would that would accompany them on this trip. That stove is very controversial. <clears throat> yes, it is very controversial. Uh, he was also known to be a very natural-born leader. He was like revered and respected by his uh, peers and stuff. Like he was the type of guy that you, if you were going to go on something like this, you wanted him to be your leader. You wanted him to be the one who uh, prepared everybody for this. Uh, and one of the stories that a lot of people told about him, I don't know if you know, is that on another expedition that he had led, he actually encountered a stampeding herd of horses. Oh, shit, no. Yeah, so there was this stampeding herd of horses coming at the group that he was leading on another expedition. And he, in you know his great calmness and level-headedness, thought on the spot, to gather everybody up in a circle and make themselves look large and imposing like a rock. And his thought process was, well, if the horses see this, they're going to split and they're going to avoid us. They're going to run. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. Holy so, I mean, he is he is the man to have in charge of this. We would have been trampled to death so yeah. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, like this is going uh, – the details that I, I want to give really paints a picture – of how goddamn tough these Russian types were, or the, you know, these Russian youths were. I mean, these were 20 year olds and they've already experienced a lot more than most nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, it's, it's yeah. again, 1950s. <laughs> I would imagine that they're uh, carved out of stone, basically. Yeah. Right now. Oh Pretty my God. Much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're eating frozen horse meat and yeah. shit, you know, Again, uh, like sorry the, to, to the youth of now. I'm not trying to like diss you guys, but they didn't have the technological advances. Oh, that yeah. Were, uh, and, you, you know, he was a champion orienteer, I, I believe, is the name of it, uh, where you would actually only be, be given a compass and a heading and, and you, you would go. have to reach yeah. that point at certain times. 
and he was really good at it. Like you could tell where he was he with the compass. Sounds like a superhuman. Yeah, I, I mean, but but again, no, like that that's that's that was what was expected yeah. back then. Like the, those were the that's why yeah. the campaign for Russia was that because that was was expected to him. This yeah. is this them. is communist Russia. Yeah, this is like their base form, basically. Like imagine yeah. what if they actually had the training that they wanted to have, or oh, they yeah. would be pushed. I literally cannot imagine like. Like what, what? Do they have fun? <laughs> like what? <laughs> See, that's well, that, wait, that's one of the things I'm going to touch base on when you're saying it is basically advertised it to them as fun, so they yeah. think they're yeah. having fun. So this is fun for them. Anything yeah. else? The fact that they're not under these conditions is boring to them. So yeah. they kind of this is like oh, this is it. This is where the fun factor is almost. Yeah. Dying. Their entertainment on this whole trip, and I'm sure you have it in their notes, is a fucking mandolin. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Like, really? Like, that sounds fun. Like, yeah. But no. In the 50s, we had what? Elvis and yeah, the Beatles imagine, were coming, just coming up. Imagine if, like, you were like, yeah, let's fucking <laughs> sing this Elvis song on a mandolin as a group. That's what people do with the piano man uh, oh, drunkenly. God. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, but like Jesse said, I mean these these individuals were like carved out of ice. They were they were tough. They were rugged. They uh, experienced. So they were hot. <laughs> so the next was Zaneda, right? Or yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Lola. Uh, and uh, she was the one who actually documented this whole trip. Uh, like I said, she she was the one who mostly took the diary entries because this was was their method of showing that they had actually completed this and uh she was well liked and adored by her friends so she actually experienced something very traumatic on a previous expedition she was shot by another mountaineer by accident yeah she was shot oh no 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 i'm sorry this is the one that was bitten by a viper on her last expedition. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. Okay. So she was bitten by a viper on a previous. <laughs> yeah, she was bitten by a viper on a on a previous expedition and still completed the hike. That was Zaneda. Ludmilia Dubaninia was the one that was shot. She had a construction industry economics uh, degree, and she was again well loved and liked by all, everybody that she met. And uh, yeah, she was shot on a previous expedition while a guy was cleaning his gun. And throughout the whole time, she never complained about the pain and actually apologized for being an inconvenience for them to actually help her back to the to the campsite because she was hurt. I Those are the blisters. two ladies <laughs> yeah. that went on this trip. And, I mean, <laughs> and again, uh, I'm pretty sure these are not burly, muscular women. These are like. Just regular, schmegular, <laughs> twenty. Yeah, like yeah. there's photos yeah. of them. Like they, yeah. they just look yeah. like normal people. Yeah, but um, but you know, I, I like to consider Doing Texas as the, shit. as the Russia of uh, yeah. of the United States. Actually, <laughs> clearly, I am not of this this, yeah. group, this group that you think. Of. Well, I mean, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there's a couple other places that you know in the U.S. where we get a little bit of heat and uh, <laughs> they buckle. <laughs> I uh, guess I need to move there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we also have Yuri. Oh, there's a couple of Yuris, though. Oh, yeah, but there's a bunch of Yuris. But again, like, I practice these names. Kreveshenko. I feel like I'm, like, making it sound Hispanic <laughs> because I roll my R's. 
but he was known as the class clown and always tried making people uh, laugh. He was lighthearted. He was liked, and he liked to play the mandolin, though he wasn't the one who played the mandolin on this trip. Playing Wonderwall. <laughs> God. Uh, he had a degree in construction <laughs> hydraulics. I just, sorry. <laughs> Free bird. <laughs> <laughs> not, sorry, that's always a go to whenever someone's playing. Jesse always yells Free bird at anybody that's playing live. <laughs> that's why they don't like us. <laughs> that's why we're not invited to places. Yeah. Uh, then we had Alexander Kolovatov. Uh, he was described as very large and intimidating, but he was well-liked and funny. He had a liking to smoking old pipe and tobacco. Uh, this kind of upset the rest of the group because, again, they were preparing well months in advance to this, that they quit smoking so that they could be in peak performance to oh, to shit. complete this hike. You know, was token on the, the tobacco and making everybody fiend and shit. Uh, then there was Rustam. He was the one who – he was the rich kid. On the trip, but uh, I mean, he could hold his own. He was well liked. Uh, there's the, there's a picture of him actually that shows his like his 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 toughness uh, because he's like wearing a jacket and it's all torn up and burnt. But he looks fucking happy as rain. He just looks like naturally out there. And then there's Sasha uh, Simeon, right? That was his actual name. Mm-hmm. He was the oldest of the group. He was 37. He was the World War Two veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unit that he was in actually had a 20, 30 percent chance of survival uh, in what they did. Uh, it was also noted that <laughs> if you had one medal, you were already halfway to death. And he had four medals for what he did Jesus in the Christ. war. So he was a tough motherfucker. But it was the description of him that is going to probably come up later. I don't know what you have in your notes, but he was the one with all the tattoos. He was the one with uh, all the strange names. He had his birth date on him. Uh, yeah, he, he was the one that, that a lot of conspiracy theories kind of come out on. He joined the group later on in the trek. Yeah. So he's the basically the, the factor where you're like, this is where mm-hmm. well, if he would have been out of the equation, you don't really see anything weird happening. He was the oldest one that like joined at like the last moment, it seems. Yeah. And I just uh, want to say, I mean, it makes sense, you know, uh, Russian military, I'm sure is nothing to fuck with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you'll you'll hear all those in the, the conspiracy then theory portion of this. put it to like a survivor kind <laughs> of perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you had Nikolai. He was 25. He was very lighthearted, disagree in industrial construction. Uh, Yuri Doroshenko. He was 21 degree in engineering. Uh, also known as being very spontaneous. He was the one who was known for chasing off a bear with a uh, geologist hammer. Did you hear about that? <laughs> I, I yeah. did read that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what a geologist hammer <laughs> looks like. I do. So that's, yeah, that's. Those little tiny baby ones? <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, um, it would be the equivalent of like, uh, like a fork, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Then Yuri Yudin, again, he was the one who had ailments from a very young age. He had sciatica, rheumatism, a lot of back problems. And he was the one who actually survived and left the group before they actually got to the toughest part of the trek. And, you know, he was lucky enough to (laughs) miss this tragedy. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's very sad. Uh, I don't know if you have anything that happened before they actually got to the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's the school children mm-hmm. that later. Oh, that's so sad. All right. So we have our our background on them. So I guess we can get started on the rest of it. So on January January twenty third, the group headed by train from the city of Sperdlesvak, modern day Yekaterinburg to Ivdale after receiving the approved route book from the City Committee of Physical Culture and Sports. So that's what Eric was talking about, that this is like an approved thing. Like they were literally given a route to follow. So the group... The yeah, group- so it, don't let those conspiracy theories where they say, oh, they stumbled upon yeah. a, a Russian, you know, that's- experiment site. Why would you fucking set up a, a route yeah. right so that, near that? Through that, a gulag, that, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't... That's, that's that's a bullshit. very important factor for you guys to say that because I'm pretty sure. So you guys are giving me the facts. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if I go into some of these videos, I'll see something and be like, "Oh, well, you know what? Maybe that's what happened." <laughs> yeah. But since you're saying yeah. like this is a routine area, this is what it's set up for. This mm-hmm. is the gauntlet that yeah. they essentially yeah. run you through, and that's how you get certified yeah. by running yeah. this gauntlet. So there's no <laughs> secret doorway that you're gonna find. No, 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 uh, no you know. Yeah. Nothing like that. And 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 again, I mean, this is communist Russia. They're not going to have you even come close to their secrets. Mm-hmm. So that's that's bullshit. Yeah, you can you, throw that one out the window. Yeah. And even if if that was, you know, the case, they wouldn't have set it up so close to a base or anything. Right. Like that, exactly. Especially if you're training these young gentlemen. And if they knew, I'm pretty sure you would have been told, like, you know, stay away from this yeah, area. Exactly. You know, yeah. Or shoot yeah. you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they, they run. Yeah. They run Texas rules over there like Russia. <laughs> You know, don't don't come over here. <laughs> yeah. So the group arrived to Ivdale in the early morning hours of January 25th, 1959. From there, they took a, tr- a truck to Vizhai. Oh, nope. From there, yeah. From there, they took a truck to Vizhai. The group spent the night at Vizhai and carb loaded by eating loaves of bread for the following day's hike. Uh, the actual hike began on oh you know what no i didn't write down all of the stuff about the school children do you have stuff before we go uh i don't have it in detail but i know like during their their trip down to the actual hike site uh they did visit a school where they were actually well received by a lot of the children they actually became very close friends with the children Mm -hmm. that later on that a lot of these children had actually got in contact with yuri uh, by mail asking like hey what happened to their friends which was actually pretty sad because yeah. you know these children were really looking forward to to hearing back yeah. from them or well the the so the way that they met the children though is so the group arrived i think by train mm-hmm. to the train station and so they were there <laughs> and uh they for some reason like i guess the like there was an inside train station, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they didn't let them inside, even though it was fucking freezing. And right. so they all had to stay outside and wait. And um, one of them started singing and playing the mandolin. Oh and yeah, then, they like, got arrested. Yeah. Whoa, it was a uh, a drunk guy accused Rustum. them, yeah, of of drinking or stealing his alcohol. And so, like, they had to leave the train station to avoid any further. Uh, trouble and they ended up like taking like going to basically where the school children were and like hanging out with them and talking mm-hmm, to them mm-hmm. and like making friends with them and just really so it was just kind of like their 
kind of lay low kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, this is just, this is just on their way to. It's to like the when the like the fire fucking fire firemen go to like elementary schools and like stop, drop, and roll. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm saying like cooler. they did this because there was heat on them, so they kind of yeah. lay low. Yeah, okay. basically. Right. And mm-hmm. so when they did leave, they like barely made it in the nick of time to the train okay. uh, <laughs> to leave. So, uh, I know this is might be a little bit off topic because I don't know anything about this, but like. Was there any kind of like trouble that might have happened? You think anybody might have that they got into this confrontation might have followed them or have learned of their expedition? Oh, well, yeah, they told the they told the kids and everybody. No, about no, no. I'm talking about expedition. not. I'm not talking about the, the the kids. I'm talking about before where they had to leave. Like, do you think maybe at some point they told them what they were doing, and then this? Well, I would imagine confrontation since, happened. Do since, you think they could have been followed to this um, trail? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. There's there's hundreds of possibilities. Is that yeah. is that like a, a thing that's no. talked about? No, not no. no. Oh, okay. All no, right. because the where they ended up where their campsite ended up being it was like already like substantially a, yeah, far from that location some, where they kinda got that heat from. Yeah, if somebody were to have followed them, they would have died like really yeah, quickly. Because Especially if they weren't prepared. They weren't prepared, they were. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Just making sure like this couldn't be like a thing where like oh, no. they piss no, somebody off not. and they're like, we're going to follow you. I, I mean, uh, uh, so even going back to still describing like what they're doing, this is an uninhabited area. Like this is uninhabited yeah, area. Well, well, I mean, yeah, it's a gauntlet per se, but like even the, even the tribe that's native to this area doesn't go to this area because it's it's. Because it's a gauntlet. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it'll test you. If you're not, yeah. if you don't have what it yeah. takes to go there, then you're not going to make yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, actually. Okay, so uh, just clearing that out of the way. They got in trouble. Nobody weird could have followed no. them and, like, no. taken them out slowly like that. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so the actual hike began on January 27th. Their track be- or trek began toward Gora Otorden on January 28th, the only survivor of this expedition, Yuri Yodin, left the group after becoming ill. Yuri had already suffered from rheumatoids, rheumatism and a congenital heart defect and turned back <clears throat> alone due to knee and joint pain. Mm. So he he lucked out by having all of these issues, sadly. And this is the pre-existing dude? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the group continued... And along the way, they kept diaries and took photographs of their journey. On January 31st, um, this is four days after, or no, three days after the, uh, their trek started, the group arrived at the edge of a highland area and began to prepare to climb. The group then made a temporary storage location in a wooded area, leaving extra food and equipment there for the trip back. So they mm. were prepared to get to make their way back. Yeah, and I think one of the small details also during this is that this is they also leave the mandolin in there, right? The search party finds the mandolin in there. And this is another small detail just to show that these were not fuck around hikers. Mm-hmm. They knew that the next leg of this journey was going to be tough. Mm-hmm. They only took what they needed to complete it. Yeah. So, uh, again, small details paint this, this strange picture of what happened. Yeah, so... The following day, the hikers started moving through the pass. They had intended to move through this area in one day and make camp on the opposite side, but because of snowstorms and decreased visibility, they did not follow the true intended path. The group realized their mistake and decided to set up camp there on the slope of the mountain 
instead of a downhill in a forest area a little under a mile away that would have provided better shelter from the weather. Um, surviving hiker Yuri speculated that the expedition leader Igor Dyatlov didn't want to lose the altitude that they had gained already or wanted to practice camping on the mountain slope. Either way, it would prove to be a deadly mistake. The group was expected to be back in Vizhai by February 12th and was expected to send a telegram to their sports club upon their return. When no telegram was received, they didn't think much of it since Diotlov had told Yuri that he expected the trek to be longer than they had originally expected. By February 20th, though, this is when the hikers' relatives demanded a rescue operation for the missing group. At first, a volunteer group of teachers and students went out and then were later followed by the army and police force that brought in planes and helicopters. Uh, also, though, mm -hmm. I, I want to stress because un another one of the theories that we're probably going to come across later is the fact that a lot of people believe that, again, the, the native tribe to this area had something to do with this. But they were, one, unaware that these people were in the area, mm -hmm. and two, also volunteered to join the search party, the Manzi tribe. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe that they had anything to do oh, with, yeah, with what they had. And, and even at that, historically, they were a peaceful tribe. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to say that they had anything to do with the, the hikers' demise. Yeah. So, so it's safe to say that uh, they just, there's nothing that they could have done, not even like a... No. Not the really. youth are kind of some kind of no anger for them being no, there. No, I, I mean what, one of the jokes that some of the Monzi even made. I, I think it was one of the Monzi elders on the search party was like, "No, we don't even go there. Like even our sacred sites, because a lot of people said, well, maybe they 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 trekked on sacred sites of the Monzi.' Yeah, they and they were like, something. "No, we don't even go to our sacred sites. We just pray at home." Mm -hmm. So, you, so this you know, is pretty much a chill tribe. Like they're like, we yeah. got no beef with anything. Let them do what they're yeah. doing. Okay. On February 26th <clears throat> was when the first discovery was made. A student found the tent the campers had used. It was mm -hmm. empty, torn from the inside, and had the group's belongings and shoes inside. From the tent, nine pairs of footprints could be found. Some were barefoot, some wore socks and a single shoe. The footprints led rescue teams down the edge of the nearby woods. The team followed the tracks until they disappeared from the newly fallen snow to the forest's edge, approximately 1,600 feet away. There, under a large Siberian pine tree, they found the remnants of a small fire where the first two bodies were found. Mm -hmm. The bodies were of Krivnoshinko and Doroshinko. They were both shoeless and only in their underwear. The trees that the bodies were found at had broken tree branches up to 16 feet up, suggesting that one of them may have climbed up to try and find something, possibly their camp. Between the original campsite and the tree, the two corpses were found. Three more hikers were found. Dyatlov, Kolmogrova, and Slobodin, who all died in poses suggesting they were attempting to return to the tent. It took two more months for the remaining four bodies to be found under 13 feet of snow in a ravine, 246 feet into the woods from the pine tree. Yeah, and, and that, I think that's that's one of the details that a lot of these people need to understand is that the, 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 uh, the, the thought that a lot of these experienced hikers probably had immediately exiting that tent is that if we leave, this is immediate death. Yes. Because at the moment... Or at that time, it was, like you said, Life it was 
it, it was life or death. But at that moment, it was in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You're talking about winter in Russia. There is no moon at this time. So they were basically traveling in the dark mm-hmm. and no way to actually get back to the tent. Yeah. So for them to leave the tent had to be something. Uh, it had to have been something urgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, just the simple fact that the details that they were in their underwear. Right. You have to think of the, the temperature that they're going. You're not just going to go, I'm a little hot. Let me just take <laughs> off my clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like the details with uh, the two bodies that were found at the tree, mm-hmm. uh, it was also said that they that one of them was trying to climb possibly either to get away or to find their way back to that the tent. nearly mm-hmm. impossible at that hour to even if you get that high up to even look anything down well so they they, that was the only group that actually built a fire though so they were climbing the tree to get branches down and possibly uh build a fire as a kindling okay right that i I can that sounds more reasonable to me they they were also uh well it's speculated they were also trying to find their way back gain their bearings by going up high but again like i said this is there there is no moonlight well if in russia i I'm just, again, I don't know anything about this, but if I just cut kindling from this tree that I found again in mm-hmm. the middle of the dark and I realize that there's branches that have been cut that I knew I cut, I'm going to go, this is the tree. And I'm going to kind of go, okay, well, I was facing this way, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like kind of just using context clues if I was lost out yeah. there. But that is still very strange, especially being unclothed. Like, did they try oh, to yeah, burn their yeah. clothes? Was their clothes ever no, found? I, I have details on that. Okay. Oh, you do? Yeah. You have the details? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, three of the four bodies were in better condition than the others. Lubanina was wearing Krivashenko's burned, torn trousers, and her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket. So, this suggests that she went back and took clothes from the bodies after they had died. Yeah, yeah. And um, Which is a smart move. Yeah, technically, yeah. Like, or, well, I, I can't imagine how sad it must be to, like, go and just take clothes off of your dead friends. I'm because, pretty yeah. sure once you're just yeah. completely want to live, you're yeah. just like, give it to me. So, um, so this is going to be, uh, or, well, before we begin this part about the damage to the bodies, um, I wanted to touch briefly on the, the stove you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, I still have a little bit of details. It okay. may be a little bit graphic. Yeah, I have very graphic details Go on ahead the bodies. And lay it on me, guys. Oh, so you, so you do got some yeah. like the way the bodies were posed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll or, let well, you do it because you you do way better research than I do. <laughs> well, anywho, let's talk about the stove real quick. Okay. So the stove. Um, what is the significance to the stove? By so the, way? the stove was technically inside of the tent. Um, this tent was very small with all of these people in it, but this tent, um, is this like a they, wood burning it was, stove? it was, yeah, oh yeah, it was a, it was a wood burning stove but, that was invented by Dietlov himself. And, um, it, so people would get upset and complain about the person that had to sleep next to the stove because it would get so suffocatingly hot. Oh, okay. So this was it. like a sur- one of his survival tools. Yes. 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 So that might. That might explain why some of them were not full. Well, yeah. So I, okay. I guess I guess by survivalist standards, this would be small. But uh, to me, it wasn't very small because this was an eight, eight by eight tent, right? Like it could house the nine hikers. 
and I guess it was cramped, but I mean, for, you're speaking to a Mexican. We can fit a bunch of people in the space. So when you're you're giving me those proportions, I'm like, they had room. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because even in the tent, uh, what they had observed was that they used their skis, which were makeshift, right? Like everything that they used on this trip, they actually made from the. The because they were badasses. Yeah, they were they were badasses. I mean, their skis they made out of you know the the material that they had available to them. The 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 boot fur that they actually uh, put around their boots was from the environment. Uh, but yeah, they made a floor in the tent. Insert this. Imagine you got a group of a uh, bunch of badasses, and you're like, oh yeah, let's make our own skis. You're doing this, and then you're making fun of your the least one. You're like, look at your skis, dude. They're fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like that's how badass they were. They're like survivalists. So they're yeah, like, yeah. Check out my cool skis. Yeah, I, I did exactly. them within thirty minutes. Yeah, they could yeah. still make skis. And, yeah. and even at that, I mean, just to just to show like how resourceful they were. Like I said, they they used their skis as the platform in their tent. It was kind of a floor. Uh, everything was organized inside of the tent. I think there was even what like cured ham in a in a napkin. Like, it looked like they were going to come back any moment yeah. when they found the tent. They were very organized in everything they did. Like, everything had intention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that that's why it's such a, a it's such huge an mystery. Because, like, let's say you get a bunch of, you know, people in there that are uh, fully aware of their surroundings, are able to survive in their surroundings that they're put in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just flee in the middle of the night yeah. out of nowhere. I don't even know if you would call that fleeing. That would just be, like... I would just say that was escaping, like, because the, yeah, the like, terror they scatter. Like, yeah. they, they don't mm-hmm. even operate as a group. This is how startled these people are. Yeah. From well, what you're telling me, they, yeah. they literally just burst out. They they're not, they don't so, communicate with so each it, other. Yeah, they, they initially burst out of the tent, but then they... Uh, I'm when, pretty sure there's some kind of communication afterwards, but the, oh, the simple that's fact... that's actually very interesting. Maybe there was some type of communication because it's noticed... That they kind of slow down and just walk. Yeah, well, uh, just think in a about single it. order. All, pretend all three of us are in, and we know what we're doing, and then something happens where we're immediately thrown into a, a frenzy, and mm-hmm. we leave. Your wits come to you as the experience happens for mm-hmm. these people, so they'll eventually know. Well, let me get a head count on who's here with me. So you would start yelling, "Hey, Eric! Hey!" Uh, Jen, are you out there? And you know they would start, but there would have to be something so determinedly terrifying for them to not want to kind of regroup and yeah. follow their own paths. Yeah, out. because there was only one group that continued to run, and they were the ones that ended up in the ravine. Right. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just again, I don't know anything huh. about this. So I'm thinking it as in like if I was put into this situation, tactically speaking, of what I yeah. know, yeah, that's how I would think about it. And, and you, you have the fortunate benefit to hear all the information at once right because when this search parties actually found all these bodies they they thought they had it figured out right when they found the first two bodies they were like oh well something happened and you know they they got lost they couldn't find their way back to the tent they tried surviving and their tent didn't burn down that wasn't a factor no there was fire okay and then they find the second two bodies and they observe their injuries and it just makes it stranger and they're like okay so i guess there may have been a fight is there like and a, uh, so sorry. on and so forth? Is there kind of like a ape? What's the apex predator for uh, for Russia up there? I guess you know that that's funny because there is no game up there. That's what I was about to say. The so mountain, no the mountain is literally known barren. as dead mountain. Okay, so there's no yeah. apex predator. Just no, throwing no. it out there. There's no bears. Uh, no yeah, no but there is the conspiracy theory that it was a yeti. 
Yep, that's one of my favorite okay. things. Okay. Oh, well, you know what? When we're in that Christ. portal, I did end up in a weird, cold place. <laughs> I met the guy who was at Diablo. Uh, we made yellow snow cones. But, but again, like, you know, we, we have the benefit of seeing all the information right now. I can only imagine, you know, being one of those adults or search parties, seeing everything unravel and just being confused as fuck. Well, yeah. it is flabbergasting because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of it the way that I'm thinking. These are professionals. Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. all, even if they were in an alcohol-ridden orgy state <laughs> and something, a fight were to come out, they're not going to burst. They're going to try yeah. to contain it. The person that's actually causing the, the ruckus, they're going to try to suppress them. Mm-hmm. So everybody stays safe. Yeah. You know, they're probably like, hey, we're going to tie you up somewhere, man. Sorry, it's just for the benefit of everybody. You know, they seem tough as nails. Yeah. So this had to have been something that threw everybody off kilter. And oh, yeah. yeah these yeah, yeah. people were literally, like, made out of grit. So <laughs> it had to have been big. But go ahead. Continue. So um, this is going to be very, very, very graphic. So uh, this is going to be the damage to the bodies. So Yuri Doroshenko had burns on his head and foot. Minor cuts and bruises, dried blood on his face, and a gray foam substance on his cheeks, which indicated pulmonary edema. For those that don't know what pulmonary edema is, like I didn't, it's basically excess fluid in the lungs, which can lead to mild to extreme difficulty breathing. And I think this is the one where the burns on his foot that they thought that he had stuck his foot directly into the fire. But because of it being frostbitten, yeah. like he couldn't feel it. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Okay, when you say fire, do you mean the stove that that dude? No, had? The, so this, they built a fire on their so, own. So yeah, so these are the two men that were located uh, by the cedar tree. Okay, so and they had built a fire yeah, specifically yeah. after the ruckus. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but and if I'm not correct, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were only what like a hundred yards from the tent. Um, I don't remember, but, um, like they were the closest yeah, ones to were, the tent. Were they in white, white out conditions? Do you know that? Well, and, and that's why I was saying, so at the time there was no moonlight, uh, in that area. So they, they, again, being the survivalists that they were, they knew that they, this was imminent death. Yeah. If they left the tent and couldn't find their way back, they knew that the fire that they built wasn't going to last all night. So just giving that detail. Yeah. Uh, the next person, Georgi Yuri Kravishenko, was missing the tips of his nose, had or missing the tip of his nose, had burns on his hands, and a chunk of his knuckle was missing that was later found in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, Igor Dyatlov had minor cuts and bruises, was missing a tooth, and had blood on his lips. His watch stopped at 5.31 a.m. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. Uh, Zenaida Kolmogrova was found face down and closest to the tent. She had minor cuts and bruises and a large blunt force bruise of unknown origin. Random fact that has nothing to do with the bodies (laughs) or the condition, but um, Zenaida and Yuri Doroshenko were the one that had dated previously. Yeah, he even met her parents. Oh, wow, that's kind of serious. Yeah, and they split, but they kept it in good relations. Clearly, if they're able to fucking do this shit. And uh, the the hiker that actually had the piece of his knuckle in his mouth, Uh it was was speculated that he was... it's kind of sad well i mean this whole this whole event is sad but it's speculated that he was on the verge of death like he was on the doorstep of death 
And in order to try to keep himself awake, essentially alive, he, yeah. bit, he bit himself to try to keep awake. And it makes sense. yeah, like yeah. he just he couldn't he couldn't. Yeah, um, Rustam Slobodin had a small crack in his skull, something that would not have been fatal. Uh, he was one found wearing one boot. Mm-hmm. Nikolai Tebobrignoles had a major skull damage. Ludmila Dubenina had major chest fractures that could only have been caused by extreme force, something that would have been comparable to a car crash. Yeah, um, at, at 40 miles, I think is what's said. And don't, I, I think my sister kind of sugarcoated this yeah, one. Yeah, that is very her, No, no, her chest was caved in. Yeah. Her her chest was caved in. It, it, it wasn't just as simple as a couple of ribs fractured. Like her chest was... <laughs> yeah, caved in. You, you're talking about a car crash, 40 yeah. miles per hour. Yeah. We're not talking safety boats. We're not talking about airbags. We're talking yeah. about it's the equivalent to getting it yeah. 40 miles per hour, hitting an object. <laughs> yeah. Your body's going to fracture. Um, she was also missing her tongue, eyes, part of her lips, as well as facial tissue and a fragment of skull bone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, is this... I don't know if you have any more detail on this, but is she missing all that due to the impact that was received? No, there's there's um there's more details. Okay. Yeah. There, there's theories on it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, Semyon Zolotrov died from a crushed chest. He was said to have had a pen and paper in his hand when he died, but never got to write out his message. So he was in the verge of writing something mm-hmm. as his chest was crushed See, in. But But even at that, like, that's what he decided. Either that, either he had that that on his person at the time, or that's what he grabbed on the exit. I don't. Okay, so I've been choked out before, and I've been in the process of being choked, like right, not right. by a person, but like uh, an object. Mm-hmm. So your first immediate reaction is to not write something down. I don't care <laughs> exactly. how close you, you are to death and how well you're put together. The first thing you're trying to do is try to live yeah, exactly yeah so the for the fact that his chest was caved in and he decided he was gonna write a note <laughs> yeah either this man is like i'm a tough or <laughs> it was he was on the, on the point of already writing something Ooh. and then his chest got caved in because like by surprise yeah Ooh, because that's interesting i like that you just don't get your chest caved in and decide you're gonna write yeah. a note you're trying to stay alive yeah yeah so, yeah, you're right. It had to have been afterwards, possibly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like it. We're going to solve it today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, him and Alexander Kolovatov were found embracing, most likely trying to preserve body. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's extremely sad. So, that's like the most romantic one of all of them. So <laughs> they just died of hypothermia, both of them? Uh, no, clearly he would have died from his crushed in chest. Oh, so, yeah. so, this, is, so, wait, so this is the same guy that decided he was going to write yes. something, yeah. but then the girl kept body heat with them? They were embracing no, this each other? Is, no, um, this yeah. is a new guy that I'm telling you about. Yeah. So, so another guy that got his chest caved in. No. Zolet- no. Oh, my God, Jesse. Listen. So it's two guys. <laughs> Zoletrov was the one that had his chest caved in. He was going to be trying to write something, but he was found embracing uh, Kalavitov. Okay. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna, or that's what I'm gonna start talking about mm-hmm. now. Alexander Kolovatov was missing his eyes and soft tissue around them, and had a broken nose. His clothes were later found to have traces of radioactivity. Yeah, but I believe he was the one who was also exposed uh, to radioactivity. radioactivity yeah. So he was yeah. radioactive. Okay. Yeah. In the postmortem examination, the damage to the bodies <clears throat> was given the location of where their bodies were found, which was in a stream. 
So the people that were missing like soft tissue in their faces, like missing a tongue or something, they're trying to uh, say it was local wildlife when stuff started like yeah. melting and stuff. Or even, or even just common putrefaction because they were located in the water. Uh, like uh, the female who was located face down in the water. I mean, this was two. She was located two months afterwards. So a lot of them speculate that they, that was just common putrefaction of the body. I um, I, even I know that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. At some point, because there has to be like bacteria and flies and decaying. I think. Well, well, they're they're also saying that it could have it could have also been like the common wildlife within the area. But then again, there I is no common wildlife. I thought you said it was to say. I thought yeah, you guys yeah. said there was no. Well, I mean. Again, the possibilities of what happened are just way out there because there's there's no concrete evidence. Uh, once you when you follow one lead, you know you you have to take into account the other evidence that you find, and it just throws you off. Like yeah, you have, I mean, I, I go your Charlie Day on the board with all these strings. <laughs> yeah, I just I try to follow the the normal logic. Mm-hmm. Like I know that for a simple fact that here, if something dies, stuff's gonna get picking at it. Yeah, you know, yeah. if something dies. Uh, downtown nothing's gonna pick at it you know because the crackheads are gonna pick i mean at they're it. gonna look by it but it's gonna sit there that's why they have the city pick it up you know so if you're telling me there's no uh there's no apex predators yeah there's yeah. no uh scavengers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all we're talking about is like uh normal run-of-the-mill birds uh even if that kind of wildlife is there specifically designed for that area you're telling me that they're going to go specifically for the soft tissue of the eyeballs and all that stuff? Well, I would imagine that was the easiest thing to Yeah, but eat. these... Okay. Yeah, they couldn't get to the buttholes, so... Well, <laughs> of course, that's the first thing you always go for, is the buttholes. We it's all know that. Soft, it's the softest tissue. Yeah. It's, it's the, the most common tender. Sense, yeah. And the most delicious. Or the genitals. You know? um, but, so these <laughs> creatures are under extreme survival conditions. They have their routine... Yeah, yeah, I don't see a Russian bird that knows where to get food. Going, hey, you know what? What is that? I don't know. I'm gonna eat whatever that is. <laughs> I just don't, I I see it so much out of the ecosystem that I don't think it would be a factor. Yeah, yeah. Because bears eat salmon. Well, so so then on the opposite side uh, on the opposite side of that argument, then what removed her tongue and eyes? That's exactly what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense because you're uh-huh. telling me. You're going in an abundant lush place where bears eat salmon, jaguars eat other lesser, you know, creatures that are on there. I'm talking about like around the areas that I know. A human comes along. The only reason a human would be killed is because there was an interaction that was not, you know what I mean? It was it uh-huh. was an unsanctioned interaction, and they did it out of sheer defense, okay. not out of hunger. Okay. They have a, their whole little ecosystem going, mm-hmm. so. They were. They didn't get killed by this creature. They oh. were already dead. So that means scavengers had to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're not talking about an apex predator that went and killed them because they're already dead. So they're suggesting that scavengers did it. What are the scavengers in that area? Is what I'm. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think it could have been anything other than what scavenges in that yeah, area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, let's get to the theories. My bad. Go ahead. I'm just like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it, I, I, again, I don't know anything about this. I'm just trying to work it out in my head, guys. I'm so sure. I, I think, I think one of the other. I, so let me let me do a little more detail because I think this would be haunting, 
because I actually have uh, some of the details of how the bodies were actually located. All right. Awesome. Right. So uh, the two that were found by the cedar tree, right? Mm -hmm. They were found uh, by a group and they had actually gone back to gather another group so that they could carefully remove them from the snow. Uh, the two men that were found were missing their shoes. Uh, it was Yuri Doroshenko, and he was wearing his a checkered shirt with Long John's underwears, right? The long underwears. Uh, the right leg of his underwears was the only intact piece. The left one was ripped off, not his leg, just the underwear. So the way he was located was his hands were under his head. He was face down like if it was in a pillow form. So imagine like you're sleeping kind of like a baby and you have your hands underneath your, your face like if it was uh, in a pillow. Mm -hmm. Yuri Kravashenko, <clears throat> he was found with a little more clothes. He had a checkered shirt, long underwear, briefs, uh, an undershirt, socks. And he was on his back and his tongue and eyes were, were missing, but he was just laying in a, in a regular like prone position on his back. So it's kind of haunting to find what else. And what else? We're what else? Just, okay. Going back to it. So this is the natural state that these bodies died. They were not moved. That what they're no. assuming. That they no. know of. Yeah, yeah. Well, that they know of. I'm saying they're just assuming this is how they died. Yes. And actually when I was researching this, like, they they do have pictures of the bodies, which I would not recommend looking at. Oh, yeah. So uh, so like like another detail, which, uh, again, it's sad. So when I, uh, Igor was found, he was found the next day. And the way his body was found, uh, the dogs had actually located him. Uh, they actually located him a few inches below the snow. And his arms, what the first thing that they located was his arms. They were they looked what appeared to be in a defensive pose oh really but what it was found was and he was the one who was missing the chunk out of his his knuckles what they had uncovered was that he was actually he was actually hugging a tree oh. and he was trying to stay upright yeah. and uh i mean eventually you know death Physics. finally yeah death finally caught him and uh, again he was trying he was biting himself to try to stay alive or awake. But what and, temperature uh, are we reaching here? Like, Sub-zero. Sub-zero. Yeah, sub but then you're saying that when they did find it, the temperature had already dropped, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was the whole thing where the body drops again kind of thing? Yeah. And and that's that he was found with even more clothes because, uh, like I said, he was, he was uh, hugging a small birch tree. And he was dressed with actual ski trousers. He uh, had gloves. He had shoes. Uh, he didn't have any socks. He seemed prepared then. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it just adds to all of this. Uh, next, they found Xenia uh, just below the surface laying on her right side face down. So imagine laying like that with her face, you know, into the snow. Her arms were twisted up beneath her. So she, she was kind of like in this kind of pose with her right fist pulled up to. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. That's another one. Uh, yeah, she, she also had the dark blood uh, on her legs and her leg was bent as if, uh, it was trying to climb. Do you hear that? Uh, it's just a lullaby. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I was, <laughs> uh, again, she was even dressed even more because not only did she have everything that Dyatlov had, the ski trousers, the socks and all that, but she also had a ski jacket. Jesus. Yeah. Um, 
and there's there's all kinds of other details that I am having trouble reading because I suck at taking notes. <laughs> so I will let you continue with your part. All right. Well, the the next part that I was just going to go to was the actual theories of what happened. Mm-hmm. So wait, can I can I throw something in there? Sure. What's you your theory? Me? No, I don't. Know. I'm just oh. like so. Uh, these all these people basically were found the way that they met their end. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Well, I mean, it seems that way. Yeah, but that, that's the consensus, I guess. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so if they did get picked off by scavengers, were they moved by the scavengers, or they're saying that that's the, their mm-hmm. actual immediate place of death? I don't think So I would have to argue that that would be their immediate place of death, because in some cases, I can't remember who... Uh, but I know it was one female who was actually trying to get back to the tent. Okay. And there was another male who was at least facing in the direction as if he was about to attempt to get back to the tent. Oh, all right. So it's it, it doesn't seem likely that a scavenger, you know, moved them yeah, yeah, in so. any way. Okay. Uh, it, it, it almost seems like... That's where they died. Where Yeah, they where they can. were is where they died. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they would have found like tracks if it was like oh, some yeah. kind of other uh, animal y- yes and no because the they were able to find the tracks leading away from the tent but it wasn't but a, like a few hundred yards away that they actually lost the tracks because there was a heavy snow that actually kind of covered the but tracks. i'm pretty sure they wouldn't have attacked immediately <clears throat> after their death it would have taken some time for them to sniff them out oh yeah you yeah know, so. I, I mean but even then uh i think it was like the the group that was found at the ravine that they found because they were probing and probing is where they get a, a group and they're just like no just stabbing yeah that's okay. yeah yeah they're they just, they have these long ass poles yeah, just, and they're just stabbing into the snow to try to see if they can yeah, find yeah, yeah. somebody <laughs> what do you make that face just that's horrific imagine just accidentally stabbing them well no i mean like i think you're out there trying to like i'm trying to get these people closure mm-hmm. yeah kind of yeah but okay go ahead jen all right, so our theories are wild as fuck. So the first one Hit is... Hit me with it. Is there a Sasquatch in there? There is, but that's not my first one. Elvis? Yes, Elvis did. Really? No. no. Well, oh, I was like, what? Was CIA like, double agents. Oh, that's just... That's regular <laughs> schmegers. So there's a theory that some of the hikers were double agents and that on this trip they were transporting radioactive samples and also searching for CIA agents in the area. The theory is something happened that forced the CIA agents in this area, supposedly, to attack the group. So that's the first theory. Wait, that actually? No, it does not, Jesse. Wait, wait, wait. So, okay. We're doing, du- <laughs> we're doing double agents here, right? Let me just add my little spices. So what if they just discovered that there were double agents, double agents, and they went at each other? Are we talking to, like... Amongst the group. Like, let's say you're talking, you haven't met each other in a while. You're on this hike. Was there alcohol involved? No. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, there was alcohol, but it was literally medicinal alcohol. Oh, okay. So, I mean, they literally had their wits about them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, then they're. I, I, I want to throw that out there. I give that to Steve Harvey. Get out of here. <laughs> so, the next theory is the Monsi attack. Um, so, the theory is the Monsi. You're the... talking about them passive tribe crimes? Yes. Just about... yes. Okay. So uh, they, there's a theory that they attacked the group, but this theory really was never followed up on because the hikers were not robbed. Uh, everything I was, about was to intact. Say, what were they gained? And yeah. the Monsi had no real reason to attack the group. So 
that's also a silly yeah imagine being a monty watching tv at your house and like (laughs) you guys attack this woman what (laughs) (laughs) no yeah and and like my sister said i mean the cash that they built downhill yeah untouched yeah i mean and it's not like it was hidden or anything it was out in the open like i said just the way that you're describing the crime scene to me just literally makes it like this was some kind of horrific unnatural attack Mm -hmm. on these people but go ahead okay so the next one is the theory of accidental witnesses and this is the whole thing about the they stumbled upon something they should not have seen so the they said the group was were accidental witnesses to things they should not have seen possibly coming across Military secrets, prisoners of war, or they came upon a gulag, which, yeah, <laughs> that was one of the theories. And For people that don't know, Jennifer, what is a gulag? Isn't that where they keep all of the prisoners? Like It's a place to reform people and make them good communist Russians. I thought it was like where they literally kept them like... Uh, chained up or something no it was basically a place for that for russia to get free labor and oh. it would basically work you to death i'm thinking of call of duty yeah. i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh call of duty gets you one more time hit me with a wow <laughs> thanks karen um <laughs> okay so uh the next one is our friend the yeti that we did visit. <laughs> um, so there is a photo, supposed photo, on the Allegedly. Bo, yeah, the Bo Brignoli's camera that looks like a Yeti, but it would not explain why most of the hikers died of hypothermia. And there is a legend from the Monsi tribe that a Yeti-like creature exists in this area. But so I went through those photos that the hikers and there's no I could no, not find it and okay. I was all like no, maybe they so have like I actually I actually have seen it and it's completely photoshopped you could tell that or, yeah was, I was like that it's is just so me in the clear. background yeah. yeah it's Lola <laughs> yeah she's a hey girl but yeah I, as much as like the Yeti theory sounds like fun I mean like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the I'm loneliest not try- yeti. Yeah, I'm not trying to discredit that. My boy went up to him <laughs> and was like, "I heard some badass mandolin skills <laughs> over here," and they flipped out and started running amok. Oh know? god! But <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the trauma that our poor our poor buddy could have. Like, could you imagine that he's hearing the the soothe- sweet, yeah, 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 soothing melodic. Sounds of the mandolin in over the lo- in this lonely, and he's searching for it. And then when yeah. he finally locates it, he just dead bodies everywhere. Oh, and he's just that's so sad. <laughs> that's sad. Oh. <laughs> this um, is why I never appear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, and so the last and final theory before we get to the the like official cause of death theory: aliens. Okay, aliens. So, but, but, but. I I, I kind of have I'm, I'm not going to say that this is what happened to them, but I am going to say that the local Monzi tribe do. And it's very recorded that they do see uh, lights in the area, strange lights in the area. They, course, they have recorded UFOs Ru- in the area. Russia is like one of the main oh, yeah, places yeah. where this happened. I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah they, they have like the if. OK, so recently uh, sorry to go off topic, guys, uh, you know us the u.s have released mm. the alien files whatever yeah, yeah. and uh 
the New Mexico guy, I forget what his name is. The mm. he was like a major political dude. He's been adamantly like banging his hand and like we should be studying this because a I'm not saying they're aliens. He says that. I'm not saying they're little gray men, little green men. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. that this is other countries that have taken this technology mm. and have been implementing it. And they are in our airspaces. And it is a natural national security threat. Yeah, yeah. And he's pointed towards Russia. Russia has experienced this. And they have these objects. And they have slowly been, uh, I guess, reverse- Engineering, engineering it. it, yeah. And he goes, they, they, they've got it. <clears throat> he goes, I know it for a fact. So, of course, they did the, we're not really funding it, funding it thing. And now they're, like, actually looking into it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think within the next year, I forgot what it was. This is one of the most awesome things that I believe Trump did when he passed that bill. <laughs> is that it has to be declassified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. we're going to get it. Hopefully, it does some good. Because yeah. even if it is... Uh, not aliens. At least we can know that yeah. they're getting this reverse engineering from somewhere. Well, I'm sold on USOs. That's what I'm sold on. Eh. All right. Well, so this is the final theory that I'm going to present. Do you have anything else bes- before I do this? Uh, no, I do not. I, I mean, I do think... Do you stand with this theory? With well, he which doesn't theory? know it. Oh, you don't know it? Oh, yeah. Or, well, it, like, you don't know it, but... No, like, I'm just saying, do you stand... Like, are you behind this? Are both of y'all behind this? Uh, um, That's what I'm asking, I guess. You know what? A lot smarter people came up with this theory, scientific But I'm whatnot, saying, so. do you stand behind it? Do you stand I, it, behind it? It's logical. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on I, me. I, I, have to, to... I have to agree with Jen. It's logical. It makes sense. But does it seem plausible? I don't think so. Yeah, I so it's the so, logical theory, but this I This is the want... way they explain it off, I guess basically. Yes. Well, okay. I mean the way they explained it off was they they covered it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like, <laughs> like the, the solution that you're going to give me, it's okay. the way to explain it off. Yes. Okay. okay, so this is the final theory that like that they come they came up with within this past year and um basically it's a slab avalanche. Mm-hmm. And so let me explain what that is. Uh, so the group made their tent in the slope of a mountain to try and protect themselves from the wind. So they got off course. They decided not to go back into the woods where they would have had more shelter. Um, and they made their tent in this in the side of this mountain. They did have to, like, I guess, dig into the side of the mountain mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit. And so that is where the error happened. In order to do this, uh, they actually made... They didn't realize, I guess, like the slope of the mountain, like was not true to what they were seeing, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so they made this this layer weak. And so above them, a thing was happening called catabatic winds, where basically it was bringing snow from above and gravity was pushing it down to make it into a mass. Yeah. And so basically the so the snow slowly accumulated onto this slab and eventually this slab uh, fell, causing a small avalanche directly into their camp, basically. And um, that is what they would explain why some of them had such severe injuries, like what a car would have done. But yeah. wouldn't that have destroyed the tent completely? Or Well, so uh, where they had actually located the tent was not necessarily directly underneath the mm-hmm. shelf because they, they anticipated that there could possibly be 
a small avalanche, right? Mm-hmm. So they they moved it away from the wall of where they had dug, right, to anticipate small snowfall. So yeah, it probably would have if they would have located it there, but they didn't. Uh, actually, what a lot of the search party had actually said is they did put their camp correctly where it was supposed to be. Uh, they did note that everything that they did was correct to like the survival guides mm-hmm. uh, where they located their camp, how they dug it out, how everything. So um, it, it's really, uh, again, it's... Because if, if you're telling me that this avalanche was able to do these things to their body, then a structure that they constructed... In should snow have, like, should have been completely pulverized where they wouldn't uh-huh. have been able to find it so or it would have been maybe i'm explaining it or did not understand it correctly but this is basically the logical yeah and, and to, to be perfectly so a part of the tent was destroyed it was co- uh covered partially by snow yeah well i would assume if it's mm-hmm. snowing that it would have well, been covered so but- again this this isn't necessarily like a traditional avalanche, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, this is, this is a compact avalanche. This yes. Is like so even, this is basically ice falling on top. Yes, of that. it's. You're. I would assume that's like a glacier, kind of like like traveling much, from the yeah. top going down. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like a like a road. That's what caused these injuries that they're saying. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that this <laughs> rudimentary thing that they carved out of birch trees mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. built this isn't like a reinforced carbon steel like they have nowadays yeah yeah, yeah. this is literally like their makeshift thing where their little this dude put this his little stove <laughs> up that yeah. people hated uh <laughs> which was i'm pretty sure roaring hot at the time and that's a different theory as well is they said that they that the smoke monoxide yeah and well no were, not carbon monoxide but that the the tent uh for some reason somebody had constructed it wrong and uh, the tent had actually filled with smoke, and that's what caused everybody to rush out. Rush out. I mean, but it wasn't until this year that, that the logical explanation was this slab uh, avalanche. avalanche. Yeah, I don't know. It just, to me personally, doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe I'm just explaining it incorrectly because I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of math. Because, like, they literally did, like, a whole study. Like, the projectile and yeah. the rate of... That's what I'm saying. Like, it, to me, if you're telling me that you're getting a car, which would be the equivalent of the buildup of snow, and it's going at a certain speed, and you put a tent, you put us together, mm-hmm. and you say it hits us, mm-hmm. and we all scatter, we all get those injuries, but that that tent is still standing there with everything that they were able to find still in mm-hmm. there intact? I don't buy it. Well, I mean, if if this wasn't a, you know, like, metric ton of snow traveling across the surface at you know uh, like 40 miles an hour how they said 40 miles yeah. an hour that's well, what they well not even that to. right not not in miles an hour but in in terms of length right like if you have a, 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 a an acre's worth of snow coming uh, coming down, down right like frontwards yeah i don't think that's necessarily what this is this is more of like a compact sh- shelf of ice yeah like a glacier that it's, comes down and hits in a certain spot Right. So like maybe they get lucky and it doesn't directly dump on top of them, but one piece does. Or like slides into yeah, it. Yeah, it, it or slides into it. Yeah, exactly. Because again, part or the part part of the tent was destroyed. It was covered in yeah, snow. It was covered and in snow. Uh, again, I mean this was this was weeks after. So that that ice could have easily just broken down and just looked like snow. Yeah. Okay, so we get hit by a big chunk of ice that mm-hmm. destroys the tent and injures a good chunk of us mm-hmm. um 
you you get into first aid mode. You don't scatter. Well, but that's the other thing. They thought if it was they a don't, bigger avalanche. Yeah, if they think it's a traditional avalanche where they get buried, that's that's just direct death. At least if they leave the tent, maybe they have a possibility of surviving outside, right? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's very yeah, like, yeah. it's very far. Well, that's to the me. point of it. It's like that nobody ex- really knows. Yeah, these are experienced people, so I'm pretty sure they would have known the difference between a full fledged avalanche and what they were experiencing. So one of the other theories is like uh, I think it was the the theory that was proposed previous to this is that it was subsonic sound that had actually caused oh, them yeah. to exit. And what they were proposing was... They heard it before it actually came. Exactly. Okay. And it, it, they, they heard this low rumbling that can only be auditorily heard you know, at a certain level. In the tent where they're like, oh shit, something's coming. Right. And it okay. may have caused them uh, some hysteria and maybe... Because there's plenty of stories of people who are just running out in the dark and they end up with a fucking broken neck or broken hand. And they, you know, they're, they're, the way they explain it is like, well, yeah, they're running out in the wilderness not knowing where they're going. So... You know, to have one have their cave, their their chest caved in is a possibility. I guess I it's you. Just if you would have told me that these were tourists, I would have mm-hmm. believed it. But you're telling me these yeah, are people yeah, that know. Yeah. Oh yeah, what absolutely. It is. Yeah. So they've camped before. They've heard these noises before. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they've experienced avalanches before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like telling a Californian that he would freak out over an earthquake <laughs> or a Texan when you hear the, you know, the, the thunder and you get a hurricane, we're just like, eh, whatever. It's yeah, gonna, yeah. Or like a tornado or like, yeah, whatever. It's not going to come by mm-hmm. until you actually see one. Uh, so I guess my thing would be like, I, I, I don't believe it. Oh yeah. And, and that's why I'm saying like, yeah, I guess it makes sense logically, but if it's plausible, I don't know. I would say you can explain it, does it make sense? No. <laughs> Would these people have acted in that way? I don't think so. I think their first aid response would have kicked in. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're tough as... You're telling me this girl that just got shot and complained <laughs> zero complaints, <laughs> frantically ran because she heard rumbling yeah. and didn't get a chance to pick anything up. I think she would have been like, I'm going to pick some stuff up just in case I get buried. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because that, that does bring up that interesting thought is like, okay... I may be put into a burial situation. This is what I need. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a very damn interesting thought. Hmm. But and I'll end it at that. You guys, uh, go ahead. I'm I'm done with my. Uh... <laughs> well, that's it. Um, so any, so I just want to say that I know we did make some jokes and whatnot, but uh, we do want to say that we're we're very respectful. Yeah, we're we're trying to be respectful. Yeah, it, it's just. Uh, natural goofy oh, situations yeah. yeah it's just the way that we handle these things these things. topics yeah 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 um so we definitely don't mean any offense by any of that um just this is just one of those topics that i don't think we'll ever really know what happened truly yeah mm-hmm. i can i can honestly tell you that um yeah well people can honestly think about it like actual people that have been on they'll, they'll say no like this is that's not what until happened. we have time travel i can <laughs> go and be a silent observer and find out what really happened yeah i mean i don't yeah. think i would want to be a silent observer because i don't think it's a natural thing to happen Ooh, i don't think it was anything natural you're telling me that I, if i had a chance what events would i go to uh number one event that i would not go to is roanoke <laughs> and number two would probably be this 
I, I guess you could add the atom bomb in there. <laughs> I would want to know who killed John Benet, even though we all have our theory of who it was. You know what? Huh. That's another thing I would not want to I don't want to get into it. Into. How about I'm, we just make that the next topic? No, no, no. Because there's just... <laughs> uh, there's so much. I think it would... I need more than a week for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. So, uh, anything else? No. I, I thought that was pretty good. I, I mean, we're, we're about two hours in. Yeah. Oh, I think you guys did an excellent job in explaining it to people like me that don't know. Yeah. I think, hopefully, I asked enough questions that you guys were thinking of the process that they were talking about this. because well, I, mine was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that, no, that's a good thing that you say, I don't know, because it makes you go, hey, you know what? Let me go research this a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Or uh, let me email these guys and be like, hey. Y'all guys need to do a second up on this. Yeah. Ooh. So if if we did get anything mixed up, I really do apologize. There's name. There's a lot of names and a lot of names that are hard for us to say. So. And this is Russia, guys. Remember, it's like Texas. Come on. Shit. This is just a lot of details. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of details. There's a lot of websites that I know I went to looking oh, for information. Yeah. Yeah. So if we mix anything up, of course we we definitely didn't intend to. So. I apologize if that did happen. But thank you guys for listening. Again, you can find us on social media, on Facebook. Um, and, and go to Facebook. And uh, what else are we on? We're on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> We're at Facebook, paranormal.chat. And then we are also on Instagram, uh, paranormal.chat. Give me your theories. I want to know if you oh, guys are yeah. with me. Tell yeah. me what you think happened. After everything that we asked, everything that they said, tell me. Was it a Yeti? <clears throat> Was it the chupacabras? <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? Uh, was it Kevin, Kevin chupacabras? Yeah. Oh, shit. What was it? Oh, what, do you, what do you think it was? You know, one of the other theories was that uh, completely implausible, but uh, Andre Chikatilo. Who is that? He was uh, the Roostic Ripper. He was a serial killer in the oh, area. Okay. Uh, so See, that's still so that's not necessarily far fetched for me because I was literally thinking, okay. Oh, the most impossible thing. You said that they went to this place and they got heat. Uh-huh. What if they befriended or they just <laughs> so titillated a real actual murder? So it, it's funny that you say that because Andre Chikatilo at this time, he was 23. He was within the vicinity of what, this area. What if this person was able to cling on to them and there was just no record of knowing who this Ooh. person was and he was able to just walk away i think he huh. showed up in the diary entries and the photographs. oh yeah diary yeah. entries how because, <clears throat> because a- as they she did take very detailed yeah. entries because it was their form of proving that they had completed everything on this this uh expedition okay you're talking uh, when you say diaries you well they I, all kept diaries yeah, but it was the night of that they kept the, the the most detailed i'm one. thinking like they <clears throat> you're saying diaries but i think they're professional logs oh yeah so yeah yeah yeah. if we're on an expedition that we've planned and i'm a professional i want to get my badge or Mm. whatever certification i'm not gonna say that i befriended this dude and i would did the most amateur Mm. move ever and i invited this person over i would no i wouldn't (laughs) because that could have been if anything went wrong if i if that guy died on my watch while we were out there we wouldn't have been able to been certified so I would have made sure, okay, you can come with us, but everybody here in the expedition cannot say a single word. Well, I think that's kind of what happened with the 38-year-old, right? The one that he kind of 
just hopped in at the last day. Well, or I something. mean, that's kind of kind of what happened with the eleventh member because there was a convict that actually helped them. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, he, he already, had all their you, equipment. You're saying this already, and it's already making sense to me. <laughs> Look at how happy he is because he's like, I solved it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying I solved it, but I'm saying like these people sound so sus. No, not sus, but into what they're doing uh-huh. that they, that wouldn't they would have be risked, naive. That they know that they wouldn't have risked. A third party coming on because he was so charming with them and so fun that they would have made the trip a better experience hmm. and it would have given them a chance to show off to him when all his intention was is to murder these people but you can't murder hmm. somebody just by or well i guess you can by <laughs> hypothermia be like get out of this tent you know but if, if, huh. that, if that's your intent i'm just saying hypothermia is the effect of them running away from him yeah. He's one guy too. How many of these people? There's nine total. Nine. That probably would have been like the boner of killing. What? <laughs> Please <laughs> never refer to it as the boner of killing. Again. Literally, that's what they get off on. So yeah. imagine it's a secluded location. They're all trained professionals. Yeah. They're all about their business, and he just threw them all off kilter, and he's left them there to die. Hmm. I don't know how he would have gotten back. This <laughs> is this is the new theory that is has popped up. <laughs> <laughs> We've solved it again. It's better than Elvis. <laughs> Any hoosers. Yeah, so um back to closing statements. <laughs> you can find us on uh Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are paranormal.chat. You can send in your stories to be read at let's pa- let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us and share uh our podcast with all your friends and family and sorry about our only fans it will be back up and it's it is just us. lola being fed yeah <laughs> yeah please don't go looking for the only fans we really don't have one <laughs> we do it's just lola just <laughs> rolling God. around in filth with a bald ass and furry she, she has hair on her butt again but anyways, um, if you have any topics that you would like us to cover, also just shoot us a message on any of these uh, social medias or emails. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Help guys. Help us solve this, guys. Come on. Gosh. We can do this. If you have another theory also, what is your theory? Do you believe the the slab avalanche or do you think Jesse's new theory is the new it's theory? It's not my new that, theory. I'm just saying. It's that needs to be thing. out there. Come on, guys. Serial killer. <laughs> Serial snow killer, ma'am. Oh, my God. Wow. Hit him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll one. leave it at that. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>the fact that taco bell or i guess it's very courteous of them so when you order like the the grande box to give you that complimentary diaper they give you that nice fleece diaper with their logo on it just oh, just, so you, just so you can make it back you know just in case it's <laughs> yeah. like the astronaut diapers yeah. <laughs> oh no 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 but uh Look at Robert, he ate Taco Bell. (laughs) His pants are really puffy. He's got it on.